Welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Friday, August 17th, 2018. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are new, I ask that you go ahead and make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. And if you're returning, thank you so much for your continued support. Guys, having you all here really does mean the world to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's go ahead and jump into this. But before we do, I need to let you know that the Between the Dream podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at Fibersoul.com. Fibersoul is a shop for Christian streetwear that balances the latest styles and life-giving scripture. Fibersoul is apparel that speaks life. And right now, you can get 15% off of your first order using code TAYLOR15 at Fibersoul.com. So as you know, we are doing a series currently um, titled, uh, what is it? The Fear of Relapsing, right? And so this kind of started from a podcast that I did last Friday talking about the aftermath of weight loss, which a lot of that aftermath had to do with this fear of potentially relapsing. Well, I decided to go ahead and really just bust out an entire series because relapsing is something that I think we deal with on so many levels and in so many areas. So if you tuned into Monday's podcast, and you would have heard me talking about the fear of relapsing into bad relationships, romantic relationships, the fear of relapsing into maybe old lifestyles and relationships. And so I wanted to follow up today and really dive into this conversation of the fear of relapsing as it pertains to addictions. Now, when it comes to the conversation of addictions, I know that this can be very, very tough. Um, A lot of times people immediately think drugs or alcohol. But truthfully, guys, addictions come in so many other forms. Drug and alcoholism are definitely important when we talk about addiction, but there's also addictions when it comes to pornography. There are addictions when it comes to food. There are addictions when it comes to certain lifestyles, right? Um, Spending money and spending money on things that don't matter. Uh, Gambling. You know, the conversation of addictions... Um, it, it goes very, very far. And I think that it's so important for us to have this conversation today because many of us have either overcome or maybe, you know, if you're being honest and real, you might be struggling with an addiction. Um, and and I, there's no judgment, as always, when it comes to this podcast. But this conversation, definitely, there's no judgment at all. I want to be able to talk about this and I want to just give you three solid points that I feel can be very simplistic ways to help you to make sure that you are not falling back into a space of addiction, to make sure that you're not relapsing and jumping and diving back into an addiction. But before we do that, let's go ahead and actually talk about it, right? The reality that this is something that many of us have struggled with. For me, addictions came through several different forms. I've discussed some of them before, talking about how as a child, you know, early on, I think I might have been 10 or 11, you know, and really the first time I had seen any type of pornographic imagery and how that led into a lifestyle that stuck with me for about 15 years and what that looked like and giving it so much power and it becoming so draining. And then, of course, too, with me losing weight, the first go round, and I talk about this a little bit on Friday, the first go round of not knowing how to lose weight and and, and being so afraid of losing uh, or gaining weight after losing it because of my eating. I, I gained this addiction when it came to bulimia 
um, for six years and it was very tough, very hard to deal with. So I don't want you to think that I'm just spewing stuff out, but this is like, for me, this is real. So I definitely know what it's like. I know that feeling. I know the struggle. I know what it's like to overcome so much and then make a mistake and then drop back down into a downward spiral. Many of us who have dealt with addictions and tried to overcome over, or maybe you have overcome them. Maybe you're the person who is trying to muster up the strength to stand up to your addiction. There's always the, the dealings of withdrawal that come, right? Trying to really figure this thing out. And guys, I know that addictions can be tough, but I want to let you know that there is hope. I want to let you know that you can overcome it. And we don't need to stick on the addiction. What we need to do is discuss ways to make sure that we do not relapse. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into these few points that I put together. And let's actually focus the discussion around what it takes to ensure that we do not relapse. What it takes for us to stay in the positive spaces and continue to progress and move forward so that we can do and be everything that we were called to be. Guys, so my first point when it comes to the fear of relapsing and dealing with addictions and ensuring that you will not relapse again, the first thing that you have to do is learn to avoid tempting situations. This is so important for so many of us, and this is why I say it's important. A lot of times we as people have this, this gene or this idea that something needs to be proven and it doesn't. And when I mean something needs to be proven, I literally mean that we in our recovery want to show how strong we are and how recovered we are by trying to be in the same space, in the same area of the same addiction or the same thing that drew us in at some point in time. And I'm here to let you know today that you don't have to prove that you can be around something without falling. This is my first point for you. Many times we don't avoid the temptations. We don't avoid the situations that brought about the temptation for us because we have been so groomed for whatever reason to feel like we need to prove that we can be around it without falling. I'm sorry, you don't have to. There are some things that the door deserves to be closed on forever and never rehashed or reopened again. There are some things that just need to completely be let go. And one of the things that needs to be let go in this instant is your pride. Your pride that says, I need to be able to prove this to somebody. Or your pride that says, I need to be able to prove this to myself. No, the biggest proof that you can give when it comes to your overcoming the addiction is by staying away from the temptation, the situations, the situations that have brought the temptation, completely avoiding them at all costs and understanding that the only thing that you need to prove in this space is that you can stay away from it. Shift the focus from trying to be in the space improving it and maybe focusing more now on being outside of that temptation and not even giving leeway to it. Can we do that long enough? So that is my first point for you. Avoid the tempting situations. Being able to understand and be okay with the fact that you don't have to prove that you can be around something and not fall. Because the reality is, is that 
when you've been susceptible once before, it's very easy to be susceptible again. And what I need for you all to do in this space is not willingly walk into something full of pride. Listen, pride comes before destruction. Pride comes before the fall. So what I need from you all to do is to understand that you don't need to be the demise. Many times we don't look at it like that and we'll blame the situation after we got caught up in it and not realizing that, no, it wasn't the situation that caused us to fall. It was us because we were too filled with pride. We were too filled with ourselves. And when we could have won the battle by simply staying away, guys, we didn't. And I'm sorry, I'm going to go 12 year old Richard on you real quick, but I'm constantly reminded of Infinity War. Yes, the Avengers movie. There was one part in there where Peter Quill, Star-Lord, he looked the 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 team on on Titan has got Thanos tied down. They've got him in a trance and they are so close to getting ready to take this gauntlet off of his hand. They're going to win like literally. They're in a position where they can win because they finally got him down. And Star-Lord comes up and he's trying to figure out where Gamora is. And him being himself, of course, he comes down and he brags about how this was his idea and this was his plan while the team was doing good and subduing this villain. But as the conversation goes on and he finds out that Thanos is mourning because he had to sacrifice Gamora, he couldn't look. He couldn't get past his prideful way of not getting in the face right now and not being upset. He couldn't think beyond this moment. He got so filled with his pride that he immediately allowed it to turn into anger. And from that, he messed up what could have been the end of the movie. He messed up what could have been the end of destruction. And this is many of us. We come in and we want to gloat about the fact that it was our plan. It was our idea to come to this space so that we could prove something. And then what happens when the very thing that we tried to prove actually isn't what takes place at all, but the opposite of what we wanted to avoid. Right. The, the very thing that we wanted to avoid tends to happen. And now we find ourselves in a position where we have fallen back into temptation and we've relapsed. My second point for you is that you need a healthy schedule. Guys, and I'm not trying to be militant with this. I'm not trying to sound like controlling, but it's true. Like we really need to, to build and develop a healthy schedule. Why do I say that? Simply put, Idle time means an idle mind. When you are idle in your time, guys, you allow your mind to enter into spaces and realms it does not need to be in. When you are idle with your time, you allow your mind to be idle. There is nothing holding you. There is nothing that is keeping you focused. So with that being the case, you find yourself in a position to where you get bored. And when you get bored, you try and fill that boredom with certain things. And a lot of times... The boredom is filled with things that are a detriment and not a help. So we've got to understand that idle time means an idle mind. Creating a schedule is a great way to develop healthier routines. This is so important because what happens is, is that when you can create the schedule, you can get yourself into a consistent mode or a routine, like people would say. And as much as we talk about, oh, I don't like living in a routine until you can get your strength, until you can truly 
be in a space where the beast is starved. Guys, you need a routine. You need something that is going to help you. I'll be completely honest with you. I told you about my struggle with pornography. One of the things that I had to do for a very long time was find myself in a in, in a in a place where I was no longer just idle at home when I'm bored or maybe uh, I mean, look, literally up until two years ago, I kid you not. I mean, when I was off the road and I had nothing to do or I felt like I was in a slump or I'm going through a down day or I'm just blind my emotions. It was very easy for me to be in that space and I didn't have a routine set. And because I wasn't on a schedule and because I, I wasn't keeping myself productive, it was very easy for me to fall back into that trap. And I'm saying this to let you know that as much as we get frustrated with a schedule or routine, understand that that routine can be saving your life. And before we even get as deep as it's saving your life, truthfully, that routine is helping you to set a new standard, to create new boundaries, to create new barriers. And then it's also helping you to get some consistency in the very thing that you say you want to be better in. So don't do yourself a disservice um, by arguing or fighting against this idea of a schedule or a routine when it can be the very thing that can help you and save your life. You've got to understand that the schedule is needed. And even if in free time, listen, this is so important. Even in your free time, you've got to be able to find constructive activities to fill the time, avoiding boredom. So what I want you to understand is that while the routine is great, it's great to have free time as well. But can we start challenging ourselves to be productive in our free time? Can we start challenging ourselves to be mindful of what we're doing even when we're free? Because sometimes in the time that we have deemed as free time, we can still deal with boredom. Or if we can be completely honest with ourselves, some of us look forward to the free time because we feel like the free time is where we can still sneak it in. And that is not the purpose. It's not good for you to do good only to turn around and do bad later on when when you're putting all of this work and effort in to be to change, to be different, to be better. So you've got to make sure that even in your free time, you're being um, filled with constructive activities and not just allowing boredom to take over. My third point for you, you must develop a positive support network. You've got to surround yourself with people who don't engage with the areas of your addiction. One of the things that I notice a lot of times is when we talk about different spaces of addiction, we tend to link arms, whether it is at a recovery clinic, whether it is in, in rehab, um, or maybe it, it's an AA, or maybe it's at church. Come on, we could be real. Maybe it's at the gym, but sometimes we have the tendency to latch and link arms with individuals who have struggled with the very thing that we have. And guys, I'm not saying that healing can't take place for both parties. But what I am saying is that your network has to be way more than that. You have got to surround yourself with individuals who do not struggle in that space. You got to surround yourself with people who don't engage with your area of addiction. You got to surround yourself with people who will not cause you to relapse. 
who won't draw you back in, even if by accident, you have got to make sure that you are connected to some individuals that can hold you accountable by even being individuals who don't entertain that space of addiction whatsoever, who don't entertain the nonsense of addiction whatsoever. You've got to surround yourself with people who won't just allow you to be you, who won't just allow you to do you because doing you has led you into some slumps. Doing you has led you into some dark spaces and you don't need to be back there again. So you've got to start surrounding yourself with a network of people who won't engage in your area of addiction and who won't engage in addiction at all. You need to be around people who are balanced. You need to be around people who are productive. You need to be around individuals who will definitely through their actions and lifestyle, not even through their words, but through their actions and lifestyle will put you in a space where you know you need to be and do better. Guys, you've got to make sure that the ones you're calling your friends are truly your friends, not the individuals who you got into trouble with, not the ones who were a part of the drama and the stress and the strife. You need to be around. Look, your circle has got to change. And a lot of times it's going to look like new people. My fourth and final point for you, you've got to learn to avoid complacency when motivation starts to die. One of the things that we experience a lot when it comes to um, recovery and rehabbing is this idea that we for for a period of time are on this euphoric high. We're on this motivational kick. We're doing so good and everything is so well. Right. And as we're motivated to do better and do better and do better and we got the drive and the fire and the zeal for the moment, sometimes that flame starts to dwindle and die. And what do you do in those moments? You've got to be very, very careful and be very mindful not to allow complacency to start slipping in when motivation dies. But here it is. What do you do in order to cause motivation not to die? You've got to take that thing that's motivating you and create a consistent lifestyle out of it. Out of it. This typically comes through investment in ourselves and our time. How are we investing into the very thing? Are we listening to things that are going to uh, help us progress and, and move further away from the thing that was an addiction? Are we watching things? I, I talked the other day on the relationship side about protecting your eye gates, your ear gates and your mouth. And this is I'm going to I'm going to bring that point into this as well. You have got to be so mindful of what you say, what you ingest what you see, see no evil, hear no evil, and speak no evil. You have got to be very, very careful in what you are investing into you. Are you investing things that will continue to help um, expand and expound on that motivation that can cause that motivation to become a lifestyle that can cause that motivation to become your daily living and not just a euphoric high for the moment these are the types of investments that will help you to not have to fall into a place of complacency but to con continue to move forward what does your investment look like how are you helping how are you making things better what are you doing in your spare time that is going to make you a better you and not cause you to fall back into the spaces that had you bound once before. 
Guys, I totally believe that you can overcome addiction and I totally believe that you can stay out of it as well. You don't need to fear relapsing when you can put the right methods into place. When you can start to truly take the time to invest properly, I do believe that you can see substantial results. So I'm gonna give you these four points one more time. First, you've got to avoid tempting situations. You don't have to prove that you can be around something without falling, run away, let it go. Secondly, you need a healthy schedule. Idle time means an idle mind. Creating a schedule is a great way for you to develop healthier routines. And even in your free times, you've got to be able to find constructive activities to fill the time and avoid the boredom. My third point, you've got to be able to develop a positive support network surrounding yourself with people who don't engage with the areas of addiction that you do and individuals who don't engage with addiction activity whatsoever. And then my fourth and final point, avoid complacency when motivation dies. And you do this by making the proper investments into what you are seeing, what you are hearing, and what you are speaking out of your mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not losing in life. You are not failing. You are simply between the dream. What is between the dream? It's not just the title of my book. It's also a way of life. Between the dream is the point between your present moment and your promise, which we like to call the process. Between the dream is the process. When you embrace your process, you embrace your progress. And when you embrace your progress, you can walk into every promise, every purpose, and every plan meant for your life. Hear me when I say that addiction does not own you. It's time for you to start overcoming. It's time Time for you to re-relinquish your power, take it back, and start walking under the authority and the mantle of power that was given to you. I love you all. I want to see you win in everything you do. Don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram, Jr. Facebook, Richard L. Taylor Jr. Twitter, Truly Taylor Made. You can also visit my website, Richard taylorjr.com there you'll be able to find my merchandise you'll be able to find information on all of my books and you'll be able to see videos as well love you guys talk to you next week peace